the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, episode 204. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now on to the show. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. How are you today? Oh, I guess we're just smack dab in the million days of May. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. We are. We are. Um, so you're uh, feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. We were just chatting before we hit record and I was saying that I want somebody else to be in charge now <laughs> because I'm falling down on the job. <laughs> this is a Jesus takes the wheels moment. <laughs> somebody needs to take it. Because I've I don't want got it. my hands off the wheel right now. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I totally am looking at my calendar for the first time in just a couple of days and realize that my daughter has an orthodontist appointment today and I was supposed to wake my son up early so he could go to in-person school. And I'm just, I, I just, I'm done. I just, yeah. I don't know, I'm done. Do I just want to watch TV at night and read for three hours in the morning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, get, like and then get in my studio and that's all I want to do. Do you, do you have senioritis? Sana? I guess I do. Yeah. I feel like I do too. So I think like, yeah, I definitely feel like I want to watch TV all night. I've been binge watching shrill and oh, done already done. <laughs> love it so much. It's I love so, it's so much. So damn delightful. It was so delightful. I I I'm sad that it's over. Uh, it's so good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, She's great. But I've been binge watching that and, um, a show called louder milk, um, which is about recovery, but there's definitely, um, people drinking again in there and, you know, so trigger warning for anybody that's going to watch it and, you know, heard of that. Yeah. It's with, uh, Peter Ferrelli. And he wrote and produced it and it's, yeah, he leads a recovery group. Um, they never mention AA or anything like that, but it looks like it's that, but trust me, sponsors aren't like some of the sponsors that they're representing in the show. Oh, I'm <laughs> or, sure or, there's, there are, or wait, maybe there are, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, mm, 
probably oh, whatever it is, God. then yes. You know what? You, you know what? I don't sponsor that way is all I'm going to okay. say. <laughs> that's a better, that's a better reframing of it. But um, yeah, he's like a music snob, former music critic in recovery for four years. And, um, and he kind of leads this group and kind of there's a cast of characters. And um, so I've been kind of binge watching that as well. So, but yeah, it feels like as the end of the school year is coming, it feels like I'm just letting go so much. Uh, I know uh, Grady is my only, uh, but it feels just like, yeah, I hope he's got this. I hope, <laughs> hope he has whatever things he needs to be at or uniforms clean or, you know, I haven't taken care of that stuff in the last year or two. So it's, it's kind of, um, it's been good, but it's also like shown me how, like how much I was, again, we talked in our last episode with just you and I about over-functioning and letting go of some of this has been really, feels really, really good. Mm, yeah. I have to manage it a little more closely, mm-hmm. uh, because you know, different kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it is going remarkably well. I mm. will say I was a little concerned, but I'm not anymore. Like we're, we're doing this yeah. graduating. So, okay. um, yeah. So it's super, um, yeah, I'm very relieved at the same time. I'm, I'm every time I kind of dwell on memories a bit mm-hmm. and how fast it went, I'm, yeah. I'm overcome with grief <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just like not lingering on it though. Like it's going to happen at some point, but I'm just like, Oh, moving on. When, when I was, when Grady was little and around two years old, I had a friend come to our house and his name is Dave and his wife, Peggy, and they had a little boy and I was really struggling being a new mom. I was drinking too much. Um, I didn't realize I had all this anxiety that I had and I was just fueling it with alcohol all the time, every night. And, um, Grady had colic and then he just, he just screamed. Like mm-hmm. he wanted to talk so much that he just screamed all the time. It was really hard. Um, and as I was talking to Dave, when I, I just was kind of desperate and I said, how do you guys do it? Like, how do you, how are you doing this? You know, how do you raise a human? I am having such a hard time. Am I the only one that's having a hard time at this? And, um, And Dave just took me by the shoulders, like put his hands on each shoulder and just like looked at me square in the eye. And he's like, I'd like to invite you to remember, like, you're not raising a little boy. You're raising a young man. You're raising a man. How do you want him to go out into the world? Like, how do you want him to be with others? Like, think about that as your parenting. And for some reason, wow, no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) It it made it set me at ease. It did it. Okay. Yeah. It felt like I, that was like a healthy form of future tripping for me. Like, oh, he's going to be made every single day by these little tiny actions. It's not going to be like, I'm going to F this up next week and I've ruined him for the whole, for his whole life. Right. Right, Because much of it you won't have anything to do with too, you know? Right. So all I have to do is really love him really well. Um, and you know, I was drinking during those years. So trust me, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, if I, if I, if I knew then what I know now, I don't know, I can't get too wrapped up in it all, but somehow that set me at ease to like, it's not all up to me. 
right? It, right. it is up to me to love him well. And, but he's made up by all this community and for who he, and just who he is in his core. And I'm just going to guide him through the guide rails, guardrail, sorry. And that just made me feel better. Um, a year later, Dave, his wife would die. Um, and their little boy was six years old. Mm. And, um, talked to him a few years after that. And he just, I said, you're just doing such a beautiful job with everything and, and raising your, your little man. And he was like, yeah, I am. I'm trying my best, you know, and, um, this, what has happened here will, will form him in some way. And I know that, and I don't have any, oh, that, you know, absolutely. So it just made me feel like kind of like when I quit drinking, when Grady was 11, it was like, I'm so grateful I did when I did. Right. Like it just, I wish it would have been two, but it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't. And I did the best I could, but I've been having a lot of those type of memories, Sandra, like going back to when he was little, little and wishing a few things. And I know that isn't healthy for me to, to like live there too long. Um, and so I see him now and I'm like, oh, he is such a nice young man. And yes, some of it has to do with me and his father, but a lot of it, like you said, has to do with him. And it's been beautiful to witness, but what, how did it go so goddamn fast? I don't know. Mark and I went for a walk over the weekend and um, I was, yeah, I mean, we were talking about the first day of kindergarten. I was pregnant with Chloe and um, like, how do I remember that so well? Well, A, probably because I was sober because <laughs> mm. I was pregnant. Uh, All right. Uh, but B, um, yeah, why does that, it was so, it, it, time was such a trip in that moment. It was like, wh- how, how is it that I remember that so well? Like I was just describing what I did wait for lunch yesterday. Um, <laughs> it was yeah. just so like a cosmic almost. Hmm. It like it gets seared on your brain. Yeah. It's funny you say that. Um, so kindergarten, it's a milestone, right? Like it's, it's a significant marker. I felt like kindergarten, um, the first day of middle school, which was uh, sixth grade for Grady and then freshman year. Like, I felt like those were all some big milestones that I had a hard time with. Um, <laughs> I just had a really hard time with those as transitions. Normally the kid has a hard time with them, but I had a hard time with them, like letting it go of more control, letting him, um, you know, make new friends, new communities, new, new independence. That was really, that was hard for me mm, um, yeah. when I was drinking, but I have to say, since I quit drinking, it has been easier. Um, it has been, I can see the bigger picture. I do want him to go out into the world and be this independent soul. So yeah. So you're, you know, in eighth grade, I stopped doing his laundry because I'm like, he's going to have to learn how to do his laundry at some point. <laughs> right. And I'm not going to do it. Like he's going to have to know how to do that. Or he's going to have to certain things. I'm like, I can let go and hopefully, um, and hopefully that he'll take that out into the world and, mm-hmm. and do with it what he will. But it's been like a series of those little tiny incremental things that, it's like now that it's here, it's like, oh my gosh, I hope I did enough for those things to help prepare him. Mm, Yeah. I know. I, I'm pretty sure I have not. (laughs) My claws are still very much dug Mm. in. Um, partly because I felt like I had to, it's different Mm. when you have a kid that's 
um, you know, not quite neurotypical. I mean, obviously it's different of thousand million ways, right? but yeah, um, I probably should be in some kind of support group for <laughs> their moms like me, because it's a different kind, like you, you really question yourself a lot about when to let go and how much you need to let them try and do. And mm-hmm. every time I think about him out there, you know, without me mm. permanently <laughs> yeah, or, you know, a phone call away, but, but longer distance, you know, not a physically near, I, it makes me almost sick to my stomach. And so I'm, I've got yeah. a ways to go that I've got mm. a ways to go. Yeah. Um, but well, you know, your kid really well too, which is, yeah, we're really, um, we're very bonded. Mm. Yeah, we are very bonded and he would probably say the same thing. You know, it's not just me being, it's not just a one-sided overprotective mm-hmm. mama. It's, you know, we are, he would say the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, I know it's different. Grady's not neurotypical either, but in a different way, I guess. And, um, when he started working with a coach, she basically coached me as well. So she basically said like, if, if you don't let him do these things, um, you're not going to be able to let go when he needs to go off to school. Like you have to trust that he can advocate for himself. You have to let him do these sessions with me. You have to let him fail. You have to let him screw up. <laughs> it's really hard. Right. And yeah. um, I, um, but I'm really grateful. I mean, he, he worked with her for a year and it changed our family life. It changed uh, Steve and I and our expectations for him. Um, it, and I don't mean that like that we lowered them. I mean that we just had the expectation that he's going to figure it out. Um, and, and I don't know, it was just beautiful. But last Friday, Sandra, I was um, supposed to host, um, you know, Amy Dresner hosts uh, the TLC meeting on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And um, she's been, she under, went, underwent some hand surgery or wrist surgery. And I was supposed to cover for her Friday night. And I had, then I saw on the calendar that it was Grady's, one of his last tennis matches at the same time as I was supposed to host this TLC meeting. So I reached out and Becky Vollmer said she would cover for me. So I get in the car and I drive down to his school and it's at his old elementary school where he went to kindergarten for the first day. So he went to school there like K through five. And I had this visceral kind of feeling in my body as I turned into the little parking lot and I just started crying. And just like you said, you remembered the first day of kindergarten. That's what exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, I remember picking him up the first day. And, um, and then I just drove over to the high school campus where the, where he drove himself to, to his own tennis match. Right. <laughs> and then he was driving himself to his own musical performance at a school last night. And he was, kind of, he was for the, for that last Friday night. And it was like, I was there as a guest. <laughs> I got to watch and witness, you know the tennis. I got to watch and witness the musical performance, but he was in charge of himself. And that made me cry a lot. (laughs) Mm. Just thinking about the last time for all these things and how fast. Yeah. Oh, so fast. 
So fast. And, you know, I'm such a future tripper. I mean, you were saying you remember the first day of middle school and high school and being wrapped up in the transition. I was always just always like this, you know, I I remember the first day of his freshman year and thinking this four years is going to fly by. Mm. And I was right. It did. (laughs) Yeah. I was looking at pictures, you know, um, the photographer at his school that, you know, sends their senior pictures and we got these little things to mail out to people. And, um, I looked at all the pictures from freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior, and there's just such a big change in how he looks too, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, I know it's all happening. And I was thinking about our friend, Lori Massacott, Mm-hmm. How, when her son went to, to college a couple, two years ago, I think, you know, she was just talking about the empty nest syndrome. And I definitely think I'm going to need to process some things. And I was thinking about going to Paris this summer, super excited about it, dreaming about it and plotting and planning and looking at airfares. And then I woke up one morning and I was like, I don't want to, I want to hold on to these last few months of having Grady home. Yeah. I don't blame and you. I don't know that I want to go to Paris. Um, I thought about bringing him with me, but that's not really his. He wants to have a summer. He wants yeah. to start, wants to do. It's not thing. a do-over for that. Yeah. So I'm going to put that on pause. Um, my intuition told me that that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And it'll be there. Paris will be oh, there. Oh, for sure. But, oh, for sure. Yeah. But spending time with him. I mean, I already spent half time with him now because of the divorce. So it's like, yeah, I don't want to miss, I don't, and it's even just like just sitting on the couch, watching uh, six feet under with him. I don't want to miss that. If we're going to do that a little bit more, you know, it doesn't have to be anything big, mm. just uh, cooking and, and hanging out with him. He's a pretty cool kid. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking like how, you know, when I had kids and, you know, and, part of my justification for drinking was to hang on to an identity other than motherhood, you know? And, and now I'm thinking about what my identity will be when I'm a mother that doesn't have kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) near me and um, what that will be. Like I, I, I can't even, and you know, like I said, he's going to stick around for at least another year here under our roof. And, um, so I can keep kicking the can down the road, but at some point I'm really going to have to work on untangling Mm. (laughs) myself because right now I don't know what I'm going to do without him. Mm. If he asked me right now. I would say I have no idea. And um, so. Well, I'm not going to put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to do what we know how to do. And again, and I can't, I can't just like drive this point home hard enough. Like the fact that I got sober when I did and, and that I've been able to be present in a way that I'm, um, not ashamed of, and that I'm, I'm proud of, and that I get to live my amends to him, like by ma- being able to make a choice about this summer. Like if I was drinking, it would have been all about going to Paris and going to the Champagne region and drinking in all the cafes every day. And I just, 
I forgive myself for being that version of myself when I was her, but I'm a different, I'm a different version now. Yeah. Like I wonder how racked up with, you know, regret and shame I would be right now. Yeah. If I, you know, been blacked out throughout the last, you know, seven years. Yeah. And that's the gift of sobriety. And it's like, even at this point, right? Like even this point in my sobriety, it doesn't matter. Every day is like this new 24 hours. So it's like, I get the chance to kind of renew this contract. It's not like I, I got it. Cause I'm, I've accumulated, uh, you know, a number of days together. That's, I have to renew it every single day. <clears throat> and um, on mother's day, he came over um, from his dad's house. We, he picked up sushi for us and um, he made me a card and we were, we watched wild and, um, you know, that's so much about her mom and the relationship mm, I and know. love and her going off on this adventure. And I just, it was a beautiful way to spend a, an, um, an evening with him. But I wanted to, um, if you'll indulge me, I'd like to read you the card he wrote me. Um, he said, happy Mother's Day, mom. I'm so continuously impressed by the work you put into helping others and growing a business all in the midst of a global pandemic and being the best mother I could ever ask for. You inspire me to, I know, right? (laughs) You could have just stopped right there. (laughs) He says, you inspire me to become, you inspire me to become even half as motivated, creative and hilarious as you are every day. Well, almost every day. I love you so much. Yours truly, Grady. Oh my gosh. That's I just like read it and I was like, so lucky like the luckiest and I know I wouldn't have got a card like that if I would have been drinking away my mother's day you know no and been the asshole parent at school events or embarrassed him embarrassed him right yeah yeah Yeah. so I um yeah it's it's bittersweet it's beautiful to see him grow and do all of these things and um and I'm sure he's gonna you know, hit some stumbling blocks and need some help with stuff. And it's just feels good to know that him, you know, his father and I will, will be here. Right. I'm a little nervous. That you can answer the phone, (laughs) that you can answer, that we can answer the phone in the, in the middle of the night when there's a distress call. I know I called my parents in the middle of the night on Um, occasion when I was away in college, a card broken down or something, you know, I just needed help. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I can answer the phone and I can actually get in the car and drive and I won't have to worry about being checked out. Right. So like, like these milestones for our kids and graduating is a milestone, but it's, it's, it's also a milestone for us, you know, and, um, and, and, and next year will be another milestone in the year after, you know what I mean? It just keeps going. Little Chloe, what, what grade is Chloe in? She just started middle school. So she's Aww. in sixth grade. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's really kind of like, um, you know, she had a milestone the beginning of the year. Yeah. And uh, so we, I have a ways to go with her and that's going to be a whole other set of challenges. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Little Chloe, I don't know if our listeners have listened from the beginning or not, but Chloe, when I first met Sandra, can I tell this story? Yes. It's just the cutest. I would be texting like a mad woman with Sandra and I would be getting these a little bit of an odd response every once in a while, like a lot of emojis just that were like, huh, Sandra, 
communicates uniquely in emoji. (laughs) Some of us have just discovered emojis. Look at her go. (laughs) So how old was Chloe then? Six? She, yeah, yeah, probably, (laughs) yeah, probably six or seven. seven. So Chloe would get on the iPad and then eventually she would tell me like, this is Chloe. And I was like, oh, okay. I got to be careful when I'm texting (laughs) stuff. Like somehow, yeah, I had been setting up her iPad. Somehow my, some of my messages were going to her iPad. Yeah, but it was really sweet. We would correspond a little bit and it was just, she's such a delight and she's such a social person, right? Like she's absolutely, she's totally uh, different than Mm -hmm. my son and, and, um, very, very social and, and, and which presents all of the things that come with being social that I didn't have to so much deal with, with Max, you know, mm. like the, the drama that comes with being so social and, you know, the peer pressure things that come with being so social and, you know, all right. of those things that just kind of, I, I got to skip over yeah. with Max. <laughs> Yeah, boys are, I don't have any of that experience. I I think, you know, it was hard before, like his freshman year was challenging with them trying to find a new group of friends. And um, one of the gals that he dated, like there was some drama there for a little bit. But other than that, it's been, I've been very lucky. I'm going to knock on some wood right now. It's been, been very lucky, but I know that that is my goddaughters whom I love, but they're, circles and their social and what, how feelings get hurt and how much girls hang out together and who they pick. And like, it's a totally different thing than it is for boys. It's daily. Yeah. It's daily. Yeah. Daily. There's a, there's tears almost every day. And, um, yeah. And, and like, we just had our first incident with, um, text chains and a mom reading the text chain and alerting all the parents that there was inappropriate things happening. And, you know, Chloe just happened to be in it and she wasn't actively involved at all. Mm -hmm. She said that she, you know, rarely even opened it, whatever this, you know, texting group was, she rarely even checked in there, but at the same time she was in it, you know, and so we had to have a little family meeting and, you know, explain yeah. to her how, you know, yeah. inappropriate things happen over, over you know, texts and, you know, to when she sees it to exit and alert an adult. And, you know, we, we aren't the parents that take her phone and, mm-hmm. you know, read it because she's, she's actually very mature for a 12. She'll be 13. And, in um uh november but Mm. um you know so we don't uh, we give her we let her have her autonomy some and Mm -hmm. you know and 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 let her kind of guide herself and she's very she has a very strong moral compass Mm -hmm. and um and that guides her you know and so we've we let her make her make decisions, you know, again, with the guardrails, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
Well, but yeah, that was the first time of, of that type of incident, but I'm the first of many. I'm sure. Right. Well, middle school is kind of like the, so Grady's middle school that he went to, they didn't allow any phones on campus at all. So that was kind of a moot point until a end of eighth grade, like, and then he was just dying to have a phone and he was one of the last of his friends to, to get one. So we didn't let him have one until he graduated from eighth grade. In hindsight, I would say maybe that wasn't so smart because you need some time to figure out and make mistakes, right? Right. With the exactly. text loops or on uh, Snapchat or whatever it was. So he got himself into quite a snafu at the um, end of eighth grade. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a great learning opportunity and a chance to talk to other parents. Um, and I did monitor his phone. I felt like that was my job. I felt like... Um, he got, he got into some, there was a big thing. And so in ninth grade, <laughs> yeah, he got into some trouble with Natalie's girls and, um, and it was minor, but it was funny that it was with her girls. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Me and her are like, what? We leave you alone for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I won't get into the personal just for them, but, um, but it was a great opportunity to talk about it and to chat mm -hmm. because he had a phone so late, it didn't give him a chance to kind of get his sea legs with it. You know what I mean? Right, right. So after that, yeah. I, I was like, I'm not going to look unless I feel like he's in danger or there's something sure. really wrong. Right. And, Which uh, we would if that yeah. was the case, but we're trying to let her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's tricky. It is tricky. It is tricky. And, you know, we, we got her a phone because she, you know, we have a pretty uh, kind of an old fashioned type of neighborhood, the way it's laid out, it was sort of started in the thirties and most of the homes were built in the fifties. And so it's sort of a gridded neighborhood, relatively safe and, yeah. you know, kids walk about and she does, she, you know, walks 10 blocks to the park and hangs out with her friends and they walk to the store and, you know, so it just seemed very practical for her to have a phone. But yeah, with the phone comes all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. And those are all milestones, like the getting of the cell phone and this, the getting the driver's license and get it, you know, and graduating. And yeah. So yeah, I haven't, I haven't had anything to do with his college process. Like his father has taken that on. I have That's to say. amazing. It's yeah. So we've good. done nothing because Max is just undecided if he mm -hmm. even wants to go to college. And I keep thinking, yeah, but we probably should have done something. <laughs> well, well, I don't, I don't know. I, was, I, wa I watched, do you follow design mom on Instagram? I don't. She, I've been following her for years, but she lived in Oakland. She has five or six kids. Um, Anyhow, they live in France now and they're redoing a farmhouse. So she puts a ton about renovations, which I love. And she's very um, politically active as well. Anyhow, they're a Mormon family and her kids all have taken these different paths to film school or and delayed going to college. Yes. You wrote a great post about all of it. And I found oh, it fascinating. Yeah. I'll, because, if I find that, I'll send that your way. It was really because, cool. Because that's going to be Max. He's going to do whatever he does, it'll be non-traditional. Mm -hmm. Um, he may go to a four-year college eventually, you know, but that'll be his, it'll be a really independent choice. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but he may go to film school. He may go to some kind of small art college, something like mm -hmm. that eventually. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, he's, we're encouraging him to go to at least the community college here so he can just kind of stay in the school loop a little Mm -hmm. bit, you know, you get a little rusty if you check out for a little while and just kind of get his feet wet and see what college is like and see if he likes it. Um, and he'll work this, you know, this next year as well. Um, how's his job going? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, great. You know, what's interesting. Let me just finish that thought and then I will tell you about his job. But Chloe will probably be the opposite though. She Mm. will be on top of every, you know, scholarship application. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she will be courting all kinds of four-year colleges. I'm certain of that because Mm -hmm. that's just, she's very ambitious and, um, you know, just motivated that way. Yeah. So it'll be a totally different experience, I'm sure, when it comes to her time. But yeah, with him, um, and I'm not, I, you know, what's interesting is I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. Like, he really wants to move to New York, but he's never mm-hmm. been to New York. I think I've already talked about that. Yeah. So I think we're going to take a little trip in August. Oh, good. Um, but he, he, of course, that scares the shit out of me. But at the same mm-hmm. time it seems like it would, might be a good fit for him. We, my, his father and I have some connections there. Um, we have lots of friends that live there. We think we could, you know, maybe get him, find him a job or, you know, even if it was a one sort of low paying job and he, you know, may have to get a couple of jobs obviously Mm -hmm. to be able to afford rent in New York, but it's exciting though. Yeah. A road trip for him to see it would be so cool. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, his, his job is going well. So he works at this little, um, some friends of ours own it. A friend of ours bought it a few years ago, but it's a, it's a burger place called top notch and it's been there since the fifties. And it's very, it, it looks exactly the same as it did in the fifties, same sign, same everything. So it's very retro, lots of of you know it's been in films before yeah um it's uh often you know people use it for commercials all the time anyway Mm -hmm. this just this morning as I was driving home from dropping Chloe off at school I drove past and it's packed with crew all the way like starting at top notch for like a whole entire block there was just craft services and crew parking and lots of trailers and all the yellow signs, you know, that you see when there's some kind of filming going on. And I, and I'm always like dying to know what are they filming? Because, you know, and where is Matthew McConaughey? Where is he anywhere near (laughs) what's happening right here? I just need to know. (laughs) And so the, the keyword, um, on the, on the yellow signs was I, and I was like, I, I, what could that be? I, and so I came home and immediately Googled like I filming Austin, Texas. And the only thing that came up was queer eye. So oh, it seemed like a lot for queer eye, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's, that's how much, how much uh, Netflix queer eye, how much attention that set would garner, but it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Oh, you have all the things going on over there in Austin, Sandra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to, 
you know how good I am at segues. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm not, but I want to just talk about this is going to air, um, I think on the 31st of May. So we're getting into June first week, my class is going to be starting and, but there's a couple of very other, a couple other things coming up this week that I think are pretty exciting. Um, uh, tell me about your birthday. Oh yeah. My birthday Both of is coming Both up. Birthday and rebirth day maybe is what we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah. So my birthday, I don't know. It might be sort of uneventful. I'm not really sure. I actually haven't even put that much thought into it. That week is kind of crazy. Like we both, right. we've been looking at that week because, um, because we were trying to schedule a podcast recording. Um, we have graduation. Yeah. It's during that week. Um, we have, um, there's like a, um, a movie, a student movie viewing that week for mm -hmm. Max's, um, AV department. Um, mm -hmm. I know there's probably other things going Your on. Your mom's coming, right? My mom is coming. Yeah. I think that week and it's my birthday. So yeah, yeah there's a, a lot going on that week and and I don't really know if there will be much official time set aside for my birthday. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> mm. Well, that's a, yeah, it's a big week. And what I thought was interesting too, of us planning, like typically, I, I don't know, I'm changing, Sandra. I don't know if you've noticed I'm changing, but I'm changing in these little tiny ways. And it was like, why are we, why would we try to fit that in that week? Yeah. <laughs> like this, um, I know Amanda Grace often says that art is an emergency, like, but this podcast is not an emergency. Like, I don't feel like it's going to, you know what I mean? Like we could schedule around our sons, both achieving these milestones and birthday celebrations and sobriety birthdays on the horizon. Like, and leave time for emotions. Like that's yes. the part that I don't, uh, that, that, that feels like grown up Sandra response. That feels like a grown up adult ass response yes. um, to that because yeah, it's going to be an emotional week. Yeah. Why not I leave some time for that? that. <laughs> <laughs> leave time for emotions. Yeah. Cause it can't just be put in a little bit, a little box. It's going to come. Yeah. And you're going to see his film, right? Is that at an, at school or at an event or something? I'm not sure where it's going to be, but yeah, it's going to be yeah. like an outdoor or outdoor film event. Yeah. For... It's, it's not going to take 30 minutes. That's going to take some time and you're going to have some feelings. Yeah. 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 Well, that is adult. That is adults. Sober Sandra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is. So what's your actual birthday that you were born? It's the fourth. The fourth. June. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's that Friday. Yeah. That's when yeah. Grady's graduating. Um, there's graduation parties that other people are throwing for their kids that we get to go to. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> and that's nice. yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. We need to take, maybe we'll like actually go to dinner, dinner. I, we have no plans for parties. Mm -hmm. Um, the grandparents of all are all sending money and, mm -hmm. but you know, we can only invite a few people to actual graduation. So we're telling yeah. them, you know, uh, don't be offended, but you know, you don't want to sit through a two hour graduation anyway. It's going to be yeah. outdoors in a football stadium. They're going to have to climb up bleachers, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, Grady's school is, is small, but um, we can only have whoever's in our household. So, mm -hmm. so, the, so his grandfather cannot come. Um, and so that'll be a little different. Um, Natalie is throwing a graduation party. She just moved into her new house. So she's kind of having a 
welcome to my new house graduation party for the girls. And so we'll go over there the next day after graduation. And nice. Yeah. And then our, my goddaughters are having a a graduation party. There's like a whole crew of the kids that went to school together in middle school. They've all gone off to different high schools, but they're all going to be there. So we're going to go there Friday night. And it's interesting that, um, the school assistant Dean of Grady's school sent me an email over the weekend. And she said, I noticed you and your husband submitted separate, um, she was trying to be diplomatic about it. Yeah. You know, separate, uh, RSVPs. Um, do you want to be seated near one another during the ceremony or would you like to be distanced? And I was like, well, that was a very nice thing to ask. Um, so to not to make it awkward, I guess. And I was like, oh no, you can totally put us at the same table. And I felt like I want to be next to Steve as we watch our son. Yeah. Now we didn't, we're not, it's not like we don't get along. So, um, I want to celebrate that milestone with him. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Watch our son do this together. So, yeah, we have definitely included, you know, Max's father and everything. Um, so good. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. That's a united friend. Yeah. Sure. And that's, what's felt really good about doing all of this. I, I do have several women that, that reach out some from this podcast, some from other communities that I'm in, but about, um, you know, some people say, Oh, you make it look like it's just been so easy in your divorce. And it's like, gosh, Oh my gosh, you only see me like a little snippet on social media. It's, it's not, it's never easy to get divorced. No. No. <laughs> um, but I will say that being sober and, um, has helped make this transition. You know, it's been, it's been kind of, I don't know, how do I say it uh, nicely? Um, this has been a slow process of this demise. So it doesn't feel like it's just a wallop, you know, it doesn't feel like it's, oh. a, it's like, this is done. Um, you know, the final decree, I got the final decree on May 5th and on Cinco de Mayo, and he had moved out of our home last year on Cinco de Mayo. So it was an in- interesting, um, uh, turn of events to get that news on the, on the, on the anniversary of the day that he had moved out. And, um, but yeah, I could only, we could only operate this way. Um, I could only operate this way being sober Yeah, and, oh, yeah. and, and trying to make it the best for Grady that we can make it. That's really been our focus. So it has not been without a few hiccups, but it's, it's been pretty smooth. It's been pretty smooth, um, in terms of, uh, how we interact with one another. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can respond. I mean, my, my divorce was one raw reaction after another, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because I mean, I'll speak for myself, Mm -hmm. but you know, I was not sober and it was kind of a shit show. Yeah. And, um, because you know, there was no, there were no sober rational responses. It was all just you know, emotional reaction, raw yeah. emotional reaction. Oh, yeah. And, and having so many feelings, right? Like if I had poured alcohol on them, yeah, it, it just wouldn't have turned out well. So um, I appreciate when women say nice things and, and, and I'm, I'm glad it doesn't look like a total shit show. Um, although if it was, it just would be because um, we're all just navigating it. But uh, yeah, it's, um, I'm looking forward to just kind of, this feels like a big, another big milestone for us as a family of doing things together in this way. Um, and then the separateness, you know, in, in 
being officially divorced does feel different, right? <laughs> than uh, waiting for it. It does feel like they've had this uh, little milestone in terms of it's official. Um, but can we talk about the next milestone of yours? Oh, sure. Again, yeah. it's like I, I'm actually uh, like I'm not future tripping about my my birthday. I'm also not future tripping about my um, sobriety birthday mm -hmm. either. Uh, I remember, you know, one, two, even three. I wanted there to be an event, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but seven kind of just feels like oh. Yeah, it's just, it's just another day, kind of. It's mm -hmm. a special day, but um, I have no idea where I'll be or or what I'll be doing. I have no plans. Um, it's just part of who you are now. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've had. I, you know, it's like every once in a while, I have these weird thoughts about. Like, okay, I'll give you an example. Okay. We, my husband and I were talking about edibles, not that either and I are doing it, but there was like a woman that I was in conversation with and she was like, oh, I have edibles in my purse. And my husband was talking about edibles and we're ta I'm talking about marijuana edibles, which are not legal in Texas, um, but I know they are in many states in the country now. And for a minute, I was like, oh, so you could like go to bed without any pain and like sleep really well. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I went there mentally for a while, like, right. huh, how could we get those? Could we <laughs> drive to Colorado or <laughs> what, what should we do? How can we get some really good ones? You're off to the races. <laughs> oh, I was totally. <laughs> and then I was thinking, would I have to tell anyone? I was like, no, I wouldn't tell anybody. I would just eat them and it would just be wonderful. <laughs> and then I started thinking, I wonder if I just eat, like eat them all day or if I'd start eating them in the morning. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I just went completely, I just went there. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then you reeled yourself back. And then I did. Yeah. yeah. And I did. I was like, yeah, probably not a good idea, Sandra. <laughs> Right. Some people can do that. I cannot. I cannot. <sighs> yeah. Some people can. Well, I think the more, I don't know. I mean, I won't know until I get there. Um, but I think that like the accumulation of days and the, the sturdier I feel about like that, I don't want to drink alcohol, you know, all of these other things obviously come up that we get to kind of work on as we um, evolve and grow and, and, and tack on years to our sobriety. Um, and it's, it's interesting because I don't know, I'm not afraid of any of that stuff anymore. I feel like I'll know when I'm ready to deal with something. Whereas when I was still drinking, I was just so fearful of everything and keeping everything secret and tucked away and tidy. Um, and I don't know, surprise, just let it kind of all hang out. And when I hit my six years, it was kind of the same thing. I was like, like Natalie was like, what do you want to do? How do you want to celebrate? I'm like, I just want to just, you know, just do whatever I normally do. I didn't really need any pomp and circumstance. Like I needed those first few years, but it was important in those first couple of years to kind of celebrate Absolutely. ourselves. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I cherish every, you know, parade I threw for myself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
Oh, well, we're going to be throwing kind of like a parade. You, uh, um, the queen of uh, caftans and casseroles is going to be throwing a shindig at your place. I know, I know. Uh, For the Unruffled listeners. So I'm very excited. I know. Our, our, we've formed another secret Facebook group (laughs) so that we could, you know, um, communicate about this um, September gathering and I'm seeing there's like 50 people in that group. And I started yeah. thinking, what have I done? Oh, it'll be great. It'll be fine. Uh, at first I thought, you know, if it was only like 20 of us and, you know, you never know who's actually yeah. going to be able show. to pull the trigger and show mm-hmm. up. But um, at first I thought, oh, I've got this. Like I'm going to have Mark barbecue and we're just going to, you know, we can grill vegetables and 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 have this big spread and then as the numbers kept growing I'm like oh thank I think it'll be catered actually yes <laughs> you know we could ask Topo Chico has agreed agreed to sponsor an event um a long time ago for us but it didn't happen or it was I can't remember the deal of it but they're since they're local Sandra they will they will I bet you they will donate Topo Chico. That would be fun. We can ask them for certain a certain number of cases for our event and, and promote, you know, obviously I love Topo Chico. You know what I'm really excited about is That's that funny. we have like, we have probably 20 teacups and saucers that <gasps> are just, because we had unpacked. So when we moved back in, we were like, we got rid of all of our old dishware because it was just chipped and ugly and. I don't know, just not good. And for a minute we thought, well, we should go shopping and, you know, and buy new dishware. And, um, but then Mark and I remember that we had like, probably we still have one box that we haven't unopened of China that we've both inherited from parents, grandparents, like China, what the hell do you do with it? And I was like, we're going to use this. If it breaks, it breaks. We throw it away, you know, because our cabinets in our um, kitchen are glass. You can see through them. They're not frosted or anything. And so it's like, we're just going to mix match these beautiful China dishes. And, and so I have an entire shelf full of teacups and saucers. And I'm just like, they're so pretty. We know we don't, you know, we drink coffee and you, you know, you want your coffee to be like a vat, right? You don't drink out of those tiny little things. And even when I drink tea, I don't drink out of a cup, a teacup and saucer, but I'm going to make a tea bar and it's going to be amazing. (sighs) I wonder if we can get a sponsor for that too, Sandra. Ooh, this could be really, okay. This could be, I know we haven't done that before, but for an event, um, you know, we could reach out to Laura Silverman. Hmm, um, yeah. She might be willing to help us with this little shindig. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Look it. Okay. So exciting. So that's at the end of September in Austin. And I hope we can, I don't know, the idea of even possibly roller skating, um, swimming in Barton Springs. And I have a secret desire to two-step on Thursday night somewhere. I don't Ooh. know where, but I just okay. kind of have a secret desire for that. I don't want to mess up any planning, but um I just, I, I, it's George Strait's birthday today too. I just, I just want to say that right now. Probably nobody knows who he is. That's okay. Sandra, you know who he oh, is. Oh, come on now. <laughs> right. You wouldn't, be te- you wouldn't be from Texas if you didn't know who George Strait was. My cousin works on his ranch um, and helps build and design his house and 
other outbuildings and the fencing and all that kind of stuff. That's my claim to fame to being mm. two degrees from George. Right. I feel real special. Okay. We're going off. I'm going off on the tangent. You're not. Um, <laughs> should, we, should we wrap this up? Milestones, events, parties. Look at us today. We just kind of. Yeah. Up. We didn't really have a topic and then <laughs> worked it just out. spilled out. Worked out like it does. Um, so three things in our unruffled, um, toolkit, we usually end the show with sharing some tools that we're using things that we're digging, um, either sobriety focused or creativity focused. Um, so do you want me to start Sandra? Sure. All right. <laughs> I'll start. Um, I kind of, this is a little bit self-promotion-y too. I just wanted that my weekly newsletter, um, as a tool, I've been using it doing an audio newsletter because it's been faster for me than typing. I'm, I'm not, a, I have a, I'm a writer, but I have a lot of anxiety with writing. So I decided to make it audio doing a little mini podcast, like 15 minutes. So it's called the weekly wrap. And I talk about four little things every week and play a little song at the end. And if anybody wants to sign up for that, it's on my website at tammysolace.com. That's going to be my little tool. I've been getting so many sweet little emails back from my newsletter. It makes me happy. Oh, I love it. I've been listening to it every time. Oh, it's, good. Yeah, I love it. Um, well, so I have been writing. So that's going to be my first one. I am. So I've, I've, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast. I've definitely talked about it in my newsletter, but I'm working on a novel. Yeah, tell me more. It's <laughs> for fun. Uh, it's, but it's spilling out of me. Like I'm a little bit obsessed with it. Mm. And, um, I work on it just about every morning, even if I just type notes into my phone, yeah. I, call, I consider that working on it. Yeah. And I think I've even figured out a bit of like the arc of it and everything. And, um, I'm kind of mining, you know, it's not going to be like, uh, my fictionalized life or whatever, but, but I've been mining pe you know, people I know in real life, um, as just character studies. And so that's been really fun. It's been bringing up a whole lot of memories, just, you know, those sensual memories that mm -hmm. you kind of need when you're writing, like what things smell like and taste like and how they looked and, and, um, dialogue and turns of turns of phrase and things like that. And, uh, it's just kind of, it's been consuming my mornings and yeah. even I find that, you know, my shower thoughts are drifting to it too. So that's good. That means that I'm like in it. Cool. Oh, I can't yeah. love reading your writing. Mm, well, thank you. I, I hope that, you know, I don't know who knows how this will end or what, mm -hmm. you know, I have no big designs. I'm just doing it. Yeah. Doing the thing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, <laughs> the most important thing. Right? Yeah. I think I was waiting for like some kind of permission to do it, you uh, know, like, Oh, I just, I'm an literary agent. I stumbled upon your blog and mm -hmm. I, I, we really need you to write a book. I was waiting for that sort of permission slip. And then finally I was like, why, why am I, ah, that's not right. happening. That's not how it works. You're writing, you're writing your own. That's good. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's my magical thinking always at work, but that's not how it works. So now I'm just, I'm just doing it. Good. All right. Well, I'm happy to hear that. That's a good use of morning hours too. Cause that's, I'm the most creative in the morning. I have the most ideas and clear thinking and I'm a great editor in the morning rather than my, if I write too late, I'll be like, Oh, you got to stop. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't, stop. can't do it late. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, my second tool that I didn't even realize I had been missing and that I needed was to go see art in public. Mm. Um, I shared on the unruffled call this weekend, but I went to the uh, immersive Van Gogh experience in San Francisco, which, uh, is like just jumping into a pool of paintings. It was like, you were surrounded by these massive blown up digital images of, of Van Gogh's paintings and music was along with it. So it was like this whole, um, sensory experience. It was amazing. It was beautiful. And I, of course, you know, got a little teary upon walking into it. Cause I felt like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much I'd been needing this and how much my soul and my body needed to be like kind of dripping in art. And I left there so inspired by the color yellow. I was like, I've got to get our ochre. Like, I'm like, how did he do that? How does he get those yellows like that? Mm-hmm. Um, he did this big, beautiful sun that traveled across the wall. And I couldn't stop looking at it. I took so many pictures of it. I was like, I want to, I want to steal like an artist and just fake a Van Gogh sun, like just have fun mm-hmm. with it and just make something mm-hmm. fun just for myself. Um, because it just felt like it was calling to me. So now that the world is opening up a bit um, and the, here we can, we can be out in public. Uh, if you've been vac- vaccinated or had your full vaccinations, you can be out without masks. Although I'm still going out with them, it seems. Mm-hmm, um, so we can be if we need to, you know, if we, if we want to, but at the exhibit, you had to have them on and then had these circles um, that you could sit in and that were distanced from everybody else, which was really beautiful. There were like these little circles of light. And the whole thing, Sandra, was just like, it was a medicine I didn't even know that I needed so badly. So Mm, yeah, I also mentioned on that call that I'm dreaming and scheming of going to see some art, but if it's going to happen, I have to go probably this weekend. So it'll be very spontaneous, but yeah, there's a, there's an exhibit at the Crystal Bridges Museum in Bentonville. Um, Arkansas, which is about an eight hour drive from here, eh, maybe yeah. nine hour drive from here. Mm. Um, I've, I'm obsessed with this museum. I've been there twice, but they have, um, they have an exhibit there right now called crafting in America. And it's, uh, well, you know, I've seen pieces of it and it looks amazing. Oh, uh, I hope you can go. I yeah. do too. I do too. If Will it, you take if the I, kiddos and your husband, uh, no, <gasps> I mean, I might, you. yeah. I it might just you. be me, or I may take Chloe, but no, Mark and Max will stay home because they both will be otherwise occupied. So it, nice. yeah, it'll just be a, a road. It might just be me on a road trip. And during the million days of saying, May, look at that's a victory. That's right what I'm there. saying it'll just be very spontaneous, basically <laughs> like, uh, by the way, I'm leaving tomorrow. Oh, I hope you get to go. I hope you get to go. I know me too. Me too. Um, So my second one is I've been reading a lot of fiction and I haven't read, you know, during the entire, since the pandemic began, I have been reading quite a bit, but you know, I guess my fallback is always nonfiction. There's just so many, there's just so much good fiction out there. Sometimes I get overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. Um, So I've just, but I, since I'm writing some fiction right now, um, you know, I'm, I'm reading some and mm, it's just been so fun. I'm like, oh, fiction. Oh my God. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have not read fiction. I'm having a hard time or I've had a hard time during this pandemic reading much. Yeah. I don't think you're alone. I hear that yeah. from, I've heard that a lot. 
Yeah. And like newsletters, Sandra, I read yours religiously. There's a few that I read. Anybody has a lot of words on a computer screen lately that has a newsletter. I'm like, no. So I'll read my favorites, but anybody else, I just don't have the capacity. I don't know what it is. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm on the computer so much and anyhow, I can't quite figure it out, but it's, I don't know if it's the font or it's too tiny to read or that I'm getting older, right. it's a whole bunch of things. And then I'm just tired. Yeah. Of yeah I do. Mm-hmm, I agree. I do have to limit my internet reading, but you know, these are good old regular yeah. you know, paper books. Oh, um, and so that's just, I spend about an hour. So reading every morning and it's just filling me up. Mm, that sounds nice. Yeah. Um, the last thing I'm going to share is my new, um, I'm not going to call it an addiction, my new fascination, <laughs> my new creative outlet is Facebook marketplace. Oh I'm, yeah. I, I'm not even kidding, Sandra. I'm like on that every morning looking at the new, what's new, <laughs> what's new. So because I left my house, right. I only took a few things and I didn't really care me and Steve were just like, yes, you can have that. I can have that. It just, we didn't make a big deal, but it still feels very sparse here in my, in my apartment. And I needed a couple things to kind of zhuzh it up. And I've been using Facebook marketplace and had the best success. It's like thrifting from your home for exactly what you want. Um, reasonable fraction of the price and I've had great success and in interactions with every person I've, I've purchased from three people so far, um, but I keep looking and I'm just keeping my eye out for things. And it's been fun. I really have enjoyed it. Have you used it? Um, I feel like, okay, so I think I've bought one thing off there. I tried to sell something on there one time mm-hmm. and I kept getting weird sort of ah. creepy, like messages and I'm like thinking, okay, this is, this is weird. I'm not going to yeah. do this anymore. And maybe it's because our pool is much bigger. I, Cause I live in a bigger city. Uh, I don't know, but right. It was, um, it kind of creeped me out, but I, you know, I see the photos, you know, they pop up every now and again mm-hmm. and I, and I'm sure it's like the algorithm reading me. And so it's always mm-hmm. things that I'm interested in. And so I'll pop on there and kind of scroll around, but yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been, um, it's pretty fast moving. I, I learned about it through uh, Natalie when she was moving and she was trying to sell something. And like, she put it up, like while I was, I was helping her pack her kitchen. And by the, like five minutes later, she's like, okay, I sold it. I was like, what? Like, what did mm-hmm. you just do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, somebody canceled and it wasn't picking up a bed she was selling. And then she put it back up and then five minutes later, you know, sold. So I was like, oh, interesting. So anyhow, I'm playing around on that. It kind of feels like I haven't been thrifting really in a year. So it's kind of that outlet for me um, that thrifting kind of fills is like this creative component. Like I like that I, I can wait for it. I'm in no hurry. There's no, there's no furniture emergency, but just how can I tweak and have and wait for the thing that I really want. So it's been fun. That's been my fun little thing for creativity. I need to get on there more because yeah, we need things too. We have things we need. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is it's uh, the thrill of the hunt. I can right. totally relate to that. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like a little, little fix, a little, uh, little hit of dopamine. Yeah. 
Yeah. For sure. Um, What's your last thing? Mine are kind of, mine are all a little bit superficial, but my last one is there's just been some good TV on lately. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's yes. see. We, we have really been indulging in some nightly television. So Mayor of Easttown. So good. Ugh. Okay. They're just dripping that out. Um, so it's not a binge thing. Um, it's HBO Max, I guess. And it's Kate Winslet. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Who is like um an Eastern um uh cop of private uh, not a private investigator, but she's an investigator, police woman investigator. And it's tense there's lots of friction it's so good it's so good uh shrill like oh, just yeah. consumed <laughs> that last season of shrill um i Love it went it. by quick sad that it's over uh what else have we oh of course um um uh, um wait what I can't I think of the name of the show come on the women in the hats and in the hats uh hold on the women in the hats uh Hammy's Tale <laughs> thank you those those women in hats the handmaid's tale you mean our real life right now yes <laughs> uh the Handmaid's Tale oh, that they're yeah. also just dripping out. I have to finish. Um, I got to get back into that. Thank you for. Oh, that. yeah. My God, I, I love her anyway. But yes, that that show is fantastic. So good, so good. You know, when we had never watched it. Um, mm. As a matter of fact, my husband started it in the pandemic, like in the middle of the pandemic, while we were still at our apartment. And I was like, I'm not interested. And then I kept walking by it. And then I would kind of get sucked into a scene. I'm like, Oh, I'm just not, I just don't want to get involved with this. Mm -hmm. Seems too lengthy. How are we, how will we ever catch up? (laughs) And then, you know, and before I knew it, it was like, you know, three hours and three shows later and, and we couldn't, so we, you know, caught it very quickly. And, um, and Lordy, it's so good. Mm. And what else? Oh, we just started watching the Underground Railroad. Oh yeah, that's on my list too. Oh, it's it's um it's hard to watch, which mm-hmm. you know, of course it is. Um, it's beautifully filmed. I mean, just the cinematography, um, the texture of of it is is um, exquisite. It's, and I have not read the book. It's been one of those things where every time I think about that book, I like go to the library to put it on hold and, you know, I'm number 25 and I'm like, ah, I'll come, I'll circle back around. And then I, and then I've forgotten to circle back around. I need to just buy the book and read it. Now I really want to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but the series is, is excellent so far. Um, well, we've yeah. had to have some good TV during this pandemic. Yeah. I guess where we started with Tiger King and where we're ending up with all of these right? you know, made for TV movies and specially made for Amazon. And yeah, really we need, we need it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go for long stretches and not watch a thing, but mm-hmm. right now it's just like every night we're finding yeah. something. Oh, there was one other one, uh, a Netflix movie called the woman in the window. 
Mm. Um, starring Amy Adams, a little hard to watch, little, not triggering, but, um, she's a, a, a woman who's, um, dealing with, you know, self-medicating with alcohol, self-medicating mm. her trauma with alcohol. So that was a little, oop, yeah. little close to home. <laughs> yeah. I was watching a show called casual. Um, it's about online dating and, and one of the main characters, you know, founded this dating website and then his sister's going through a divorce. And then her 16 year old daughter is in the mix and living with them. And so it's the brother, sister, and the, the only child and the sister in that show, I loved it because it was about dating and online dating and all these mishaps and divorce. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of what I'm going through. <laughs> so, and, um, I watched it. She drank, 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 drank in every episode. And I was like, should I be watching this? Should I? And I was okay. It was fine. I was, it didn't, uh, yeah, I was okay with it. But just uh, if anybody else, you know, sometimes you have to pay attention to that, whether that's going to trigger you or not. Right. Yeah, yeah. I would say same for the woman in the window. I yeah. would think that, yeah, it might've been a little more triggering if I was much in much earlier sobriety, but yeah. instead it was just like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, well, we should wrap this up. Yeah. Look I'm at us. Good. Do we have anything to talk about? Oh, let's make something to talk about. Oh, we have no problem talking. So <laughs> <laughs> problem at all. So I hope everybody has a good beginning of June and we will be back later this month with another podcast, um, with my friend and Sandra, you get to meet him, but you're going to fall in love with him. Anthony here, and he is a, a host on TLC. Um, and he, uh, runs their, uh, queer focused meetings and he's pretty fantastic. I can't wait. So, all right. I'll, uh, have a great uh, rest of your day. Yes. You too. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.